Warning, this podcast typically features spoilers and strong opinions. Proceed with caution. Hey there, welcome back to another episode of Then A Moment, the podcast where two lifelong storytellers talk about stories. I'm Pavi Prochko, audiobook narrator, author, actor, singer. And I'm Colin Funk, a childhood development expert and teaching artist. And today we're going to be talking about The, the Little, Little Mermaid. Mermaid. <laughs> a classic and a new classic now. And a new, yes, the new movie specifically. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Just came out um, last well, weekend. Last weekend, but whenever you. But still, whenever you know, whenever you. Whenever it gets yeah. released. Uh, but, but very recently, yes. so we'll see. <laughs> um, but first, uh, let's talk about our moments of the week. Let's do it. My moment of the week. Uh, we just finished Maisel. Mm -hmm. um, and I think, you know, you have been warned about spoilers, just so you know. Uh, just making that clear at the beginning <laughs> of every episode. So the end of the series, if you haven't seen it, sorry. Oh, yeah, so uh, skip ahead a few seconds. The season. Um, but series the series finale, finale yeah. uh, ends, and it, it was interesting, and you can watch our episode on Maisel um, when that comes out as well to get a little more insight into kind of how we feel about this last season. But mm -hmm. um, the last moment I thought was really lovely where it's um, – Midge and Susie uh, in their twilight years in 2005. They're old uh, and they live on opposite continents, but they like tape Jeopardy and watch it together and they laugh. And it's like the last um, frames are them laughing together. Mm -hmm. And I just thought that was really very poignant. And I really loved that. That's yeah, my moment it was of the really week. Lovely. Yeah. I agree. I think I'll do my moment from that same episode yeah because it was you know it was back and forth on relevance to the rest of the series mm -hmm. um but really it it allows alex borstein to just shine just one one final time mm, for and real. i think i mean it either there's two moments that she really, I'm, I'm deciding which one. That's why I'm. <laughs> but she has two moments. One where she finally, kind of talks Midge through, still at arm's length, but talks Midge through her relationship with Hetty. Yeah. Um, and we finally get to see her kind of had feelings about this woman that she's had a relationship with in the past and we're we're finally getting some confirmations about you know her sexuality question and things like that but the whole time it's just like it's just alex borstein essentially monologuing about it and <laughs> it's just the best some of the best film acting i've ever seen yeah. it's just like i i every time they cut away to, to watch midge's face i was like no just no i want to <laughs> go back i don't need to see her i don't need to see her reactions it doesn't matter i get yeah. it i get this is about the relationship every time but, she's like oh my gosh i'm so sorry i'm like shut up just let her talk <laughs> <laughs> yeah seriously um but also even throughout midge's time on the Gordon Ford show. So many spoilers. I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> so many spoilers. They do a lot in the last episode, which is great. But while Midge is on the Gordon Ford show, 
you see Susie go through just like every emotion possible oh my God. throughout it's the so good. Like it is just like excitement and then it's tanked and then it's excitement again, but fear, but like it's so good. And she doesn't even have to talk and you know everything that's happening with her. It's perfect. Oh. She's great. Yeah. So really, I think uh she's really solidified herself as like currently my favorite actor. I think she's she's just so good. Yeah. I think with the buildup, especially of that scene, I think we were waiting for there to be a big break yeah. for Midge in her career. And I think they they treated that scene really well. Yeah. They gave it a lot of time and it was satisfying, I thought. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Good moments. Great. Cool. So check those out. <laughs> um, ready to get to it? Let's do it. All right. The Little Mermaid. The Little Mermaid. Let's do our uh, synopsis for those of us who haven't <laughs> have no idea about The Little Mermaid. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Whoever you are living under a rock. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it's a classic. I mean, now there's been the, I mean, the specifically, there's a Disney cartoon, the Disney musical, mm -hmm. now new movie. Yeah. So there's, there's three different versions. You have no excuse at this point, <laughs> yeah. but synopsis. Mm. We follow Ariel the Little Mermaid, mm -hmm. who is one of Triton's seven daughters and decides she does not want the life of an under-the-sea princess and she loves going to swim to the surface, collecting things and spying on humans. Of course, her dad doesn't like that and so forbids it and then she decides, screw it, I'm going to go to my aunt Who's gonna? Who's a sea witch? Is gonna turn me human, and it's gonna be great. Of course, she puts a twist on it. She has to get Ursula. Ursula makes it so that Ariel has to get a kiss before the end of the third day, and then she will stay human forever. Mm -hmm. But she loses her voice, mm -hmm. and so with with the help of Sebastian and Scuttle and Flounder. They try to get the prince to kiss her, but it doesn't happen because Ursula comes back and pretends to be another person using her voice. Yep. They have a big fight. It's too late. Ariel turns back into a human or back into a mermaid and they have to defeat Ursula ultimately, but then they do and she lives happily ever after with Eric, we think. Yes, that's presumably. Yes. <laughs> it's a Disney and if movie. you've seen the sequel, you would know that it is the case. Yes. Um, cool. I forgot about the sequel yeah, and the right? series. There's so and the much. series. There's so many things. Good. What did you know about The Little Mermaid? You know, we've seen it, but like what else Obviously. is there? You know, you, have you seen the sequel and the, the series? Oh, yes. Um, and I know I'm, I'm like minorly familiar with the old fairy tale. Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, that is a lot darker than <laughs> Hans Christian. A yeah. Erickson. Hans Christian Anderson. Anderson. Um, fairy tale, the little mermaid. And it's like a very classic, like very Slavic um, fairy tale. Scandinavian. Yeah. It's very Scandinavian. And I, I know like with Ukrainian heritage stuff, like when I was right. in school, we would read about different, different um, little mermaid stories like that. That was pretty common. Right. Uh, and there's the a Dvorak um, opera. Oh. Rusalka is that, and that's like what mermaid is in, in all the Slavic languages, basically. Um, but yeah, that's basically the Little Mermaid. Yeah, 
Um, and they all have kind of like different tracks, but they all kind of revolve around um, mermaid's powers. Um, so a mm. voice, kind of a siren song. Right, right. Um, and wanting to be human and or, or trying to like... Um, uh, uh, like doing um, hypnotizing the humans, like like attracting the humans with the song, yeah, yeah, um, and falling in love, and you know, kind of that forbidden love across worlds thing. Yes, common yes. theme. Um, so, what did you think of the new movie? I mean, generally, I loved it. I really, I mean, I think the Little Mermaid is one of, if not my favorite, of the Disney princess movies, yeah. just in general. Um, and I, you know, in that in that case, like, you always wonder, like, are they going to do it service? Is it going to be as good? Is it going to be better? Um, is it just going to be different? And I think, um, similarly to kind of how we thought about Dungeons and Dragons, I think they do a good job at... Um, you know, giving the fans little pieces that they that they loved from the original movie. Yeah, they they sprinkle it out, but but changing things, um, not not so terribly that it like distracts you. They they're updating a couple things. They're 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 adjusting some of the messages here and there. Um, but overall, they they kept it pretty intact. And, yeah, and. and I would say in contrast to say like the Mulan remake. Right. Um, I haven't seen very many of the Yeah, I haven't seen remakes. other than those. Those are the only two I've seen, Mulan and, and Little Mermaid. And Mulan was not great. Um, really horrible changes. Yeah. Um, which while was, Little which Mermaid was a disappointment because yeah. I love Mulan too. Right. And it did not do the same thing. Yeah, agreed. Um, so what kinds of things were... Um, were kind of the the uh, homages what kinds of things mm. did they bring back in i mean a lot of i mean there was a lot of like images they just like like uh was it like frame for frame yeah. they, they did some like frame for frame remakes like the the using flotsam and jetsam and their eyes mm -hmm. and their eyes coming together to see the to image of a swimming mermaid yes. there's like something so iconic they they take those images um things like Ariel on the rock, like pushing yes. herself up with a wave splash, uh, crashing behind her. Or I when mean, she emerges, when she's finally human, she like the transformation is complete and she like flips, she flips her, hair her hair up. Hair I remember water. doing that as a kid in the, in the pool, being, yeah. being the mermaid, <laughs> flipping your hair so up. It's so iconic. It is. It's, it's really like stunning imagery. I mean, just the, or, or just Ursula putting her makeup on and mm -hmm. like the close-ups of her and the little sea creatures. Yes. I like every time that happened, I was like. Yes, this is exact. This is it. And even just Ursula being upside down, like that whole oh that image gosh. of Ursula upside down and just like lounging. Oh, yes. it's like it's really it's excellent. It's pretty good. Um, and then her reaching, like she's singing "Part of Your World" and reaching through that hole, reaching through the hole in her in her grotto. Oh yeah, from her grotto. It's really they did they excellent. did a really nice uh, service to that. Um, and what did you think of uh, Haley Halle Bailey? Hallie, Hallie Bailey. Bailey. What did you think of Hallie Bailey as Ariel? I thought she was excellent. I mean, I thought her voice, it's nice that they hired a real singer because yeah. I know a lot of the live actions, they're looking for a name and sometimes they don't sing yeah. or they don't sing well. And there's a lot of auto tune. So they didn't do that. Of course, um, they used 
Hallie, I'm sure, because her voice is more contemporary. But I didn't feel like it was distractingly so. I feel like mm-hmm. they really, like, um, I mean, there's those iconic videos. I don't, I don't know if it's like a niche thing or like <laughs> just something that musical theater people or even specifically Millican people. Because, yeah. side note. Sure. Before this movie, Millican, my alma mater, uh, Millican had had both Jody Benson and Sierra Bagas. So Jody Benson, who played Ariel in the movie, mm-hmm. in the original cartoon, and then um, Sierra Bagas, who played Ariel in the Broadway, original Broadway. And they both went to Millican. And so Millican usually claims, they're the, the, they claim the mermaids. And yes. <laughs> so I don't know if this was just like, this is, we, we love it. But there's, there was like a, a video on YouTube of Jody Benson singing part of your world. And was it Alan Menken? With Alan Menken. Alan yeah. Menken stopping her and being like, stop singing like that. Don't sing like Ethel Merman. Like this is, this is a monologue. It's a monologue in song. Sing less, sing less, sing less, sing less. Yeah. Cause it's interesting when you listen to, uh, I rewatched the cartoon, um, to kind of get, you know, to refresh, um, to refresh our memory about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, when you listen to Jody Benson, I, I, I never realized the breadth of Jody Benson's work too until relatively recently when we stumbled upon videos of her in chess and she's like Again, unreal. Niche musical um, theater videos. So. Yeah, niche musical <laughs> theater videos of her live singing, you know, someone else's story. Oh, my and God. it's incredible. Um, and uh, nobody's on nobody's side. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, it, it, she's so good. And it's just like, I just never thought that she was like a big belter. No. Uh, but she is like hard. Oh, she's um, good. And she's like a rock singer. She's, she's really good. Excellent. But for Ariel, you know, she's like, does the princess voice and she does it really, really well. And that yeah. just like how much in that video with Alan Menken like takes <laughs> to like have him like beat it out of her to be like, no, stop doing that thing that you're really, really good at. And everybody knows you for yeah. on the Broadway circuit. You need to stop that because this is different. Um, I mean, and yeah. I think that that speaks volumes to how how well loved and how how iconic and it it, it and lasting yeah. that original part of your world um, that version. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was. I mean, I sang it maybe a million times. It's really but it's satisfying. One of the best. Yeah. I mean, one of the best Disney songs. One of the best like musical theater I want songs. Yeah. It's so it's so good and excellent. And it's interesting because in the original cartoon they don't ever do any of like the um the up uh options that, yes, that you now see up. on Broadway and yes. in the movie they use it a and little the, bit too. Yeah, they do. Um and it's a little beltier now. Like we kind of we tolerate that now because we did hear it on Broadway. Yes. And it's actually very exciting when it is. It's well, great. Right. And I feel like even back then the difference between a belt voice and a kind of a soprano, even a mix was such a high contrast. Yeah. And now the belts can be kind of a lighter Disney princess right. version of a belt, right. which is like the vocal techniques have improved since then. Right. Yeah. So we can, we can actually kind of bridge the gap there that would have normally been much wider. Yes. Um, yeah. I, I thought she was pretty great too. I liked Halle Bailey. I always, I'm like, Halle Berry, Haley Bally, ba 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 Halle Bailey. 
Well, I thought she was great. I thought oh, she, she was, was really great. excellent. Um, really great singing. Um, great singing. Yeah. And great acting. I yeah. mean, really no complaints. I, I thought was mm-hmm. really excellent. And, you know, <laughs> as the first one not to come from Milliken, I was going to, I was judging pretty hard. <laughs> like there was, <laughs> there was like on the, on the, on the forums, on the on the, the Facebook groups and stuff, yeah. people were like, "Should we just give Halle Bailey a an honorary degree, American? <laughs> we gotta hold on to this." But I hope so. I hope they do. Yeah, that'd be fun. So, what? Um, let's get more into the weeds here, specifically about like kind of what the movie does versus this new movie does yeah. versus the cartoon, because I think there's some interesting things here to parse out. Yes. Okay. So. I have an idea. Yeah. So I'm going to start, can I, I'm going to name some changes, at least that I observed Mm -hmm. between the old one and the new one. Okay. And we can compare them. You can pick your favorite or your, which one you think works better or if they are just different. Sure. Let's do it. All right. So, um, Sebastian Mm. was a, Composer slash conductor. Yes. In the original. And he was an advisor. Unclear. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Maybe he said it specifically. Yeah. But I think it was he was one of the king's advisors, yeah. if not the king's advisor. Right. Um, what do you think about that change? I um that was I mean, it was fine. It worked fine. It gave some justification for some things, but I don't like it. I sure. much prefer the composer. Uh yeah. and if only because our introduction to Triton and the sisters was so, I mean, the, the, the cartoon clips, man, it's got such a good pace and the way they weave into each other. I was like, Oh, this is good. And this new movie really like throws in a lot of story to justify some things that we don't really need justified. Yes. Um, I'm sure some of that we'll get, we'll get to also in your list, but it's it in this case, I think the the most egregious thing is that in Under the Sea, none of the sea creatures are playing instruments. Oh my gosh! And that, and there's lyrics about them playing the instruments because he's a composer so and he's supposed to do it. And I'm like, oh too. So, my god! So let's. Look, uh, this is a big big change, just generally. Um, the use of background vocals in general, and the yeah. use of and the 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 tamp down use of the the sea creatures as actual characters yeah so the only sea creature characters other than the mermaids and le- a lot less mermaids yeah um sebastian flounder yeah and, and scuttle, then you scuttle can say. Yeah. but sea creature i mean they right. changed they changed scuttle from a seagull to a oh what is it uh, uh i looked this up too um i'm gonna look it up right now yeah gannet scuttle is no longer seagull and no longer a boy, mm-hmm. but a sure. girl, Gannet. Gannet, yeah. Which is a seabird, and they chose it specifically because it can last a long time underwater. Interesting. That was the... Yeah, I have notes about that. Yes. Um, sure. But the just in general, the change from this lively sea creature under the sea world where they have like a lot of personality and they sing background vocals and we see very clear human faces yeah um on these sea creatures to kind of this there's like three cgi animals that do not have that have like the very very minimal human expression added to them um 
and I'm sure for different reasons. Sure. Um, thoughts. Um, it's a little disappointing to kind of you like lose the expression of those creatures. And it's like, yeah. it's, I'm sure it's very difficult, which is why they're like, well, we're just going to do flounder because he's famous enough. And we got to do those other two because they're like really important in the plot. But like everybody else, we're just not going to do it. And we're just going to have tortoises dance. Cause that's a lot easier than making them have personalities, especially when you're billing this as a kind of a live action thing. Yes. You can't give them human expression because they have to look like real animals, which is, really hard it's hard it's hard to the to be on that line between like this looks real but also a little bit cartoony but we don't want to get too close to yeah. the the um the uncanny uncanny divide. valley yeah the uncanny valley i i it makes me really worried about the lion king <laughs> remake I didn't you see it. You don't have to be worried. It's already happened. I, it's I'm done. just worried about not. I'm just. It, I didn't I'm sure think you, about it, but I'm like, I'm gonna see it and be like, oh man, that's how they did the yeah, wild animals, it. and it's just not gonna. It's not gonna do the thing. I'm not that interested. Because yeah, of that. me neither. I never really was. Um, but also, like Flotsam and Jetsam are part of that. Yes, had no and voice. That no, no voice, and that, that was so strange that you like. You should have just gotten rid of the rest i guess or you it's just it wasn't but that wouldn't work because so much of like the second and third acts of them of the story are really like kind of sebastian's story like he's the yeah. one that's kind of like driving so much of the action so you can't actually get rid of it unless you just transform everything yeah i mean they really took away a lot of flounder stuff too yeah i feel like flounder was very involved mm -hmm. in the original yes. and Flounder was not so involved in this movie. Yeah. And I wonder why that is. Cause it's hard. I'm sure I, yeah. So that, it's that, hard. that is like a little bit disappointing because it's, it's what makes the cartoon so yeah. good. It's yes. Well, and it, to me too, it really fleshes out the worlds. Mm -hmm. Like this is a real thriving, community yeah and we see it, it's like very humanized we're supposed to see this as like this bright rich home that she's yeah. leaving yeah and no it looked fun and beautiful but there's but like something there's missing like no about people yeah, <laughs> there's no people so there empty, yeah which like you know maybe they did that on purpose maybe they were like yeah she's lonely yeah her sisters in, in the in this new movie, her sisters don't live in the palace. They live all over the world and they just come back once a year. Mm -hmm. um, so she is, she's all alone. This is like her domain, I guess. Yeah. Um, with Triton and then everybody else just kind of like scatters. So maybe it is just like kind of a sparse world. Um, I don't know if that's a stronger choice. I think I, I think I prefer it to be kind of. Well, I, I guess like in the end, I, I think know. they didn't quite fully make that choice yeah because in the end they brought back a hundred mermaids that we've never seen before right right at the end yeah and i'm like where do these guys come from <laughs> i know <laughs> and they're just like hanging out there at the end which i think i understand i yeah. understand that choice um and i guess i'll take that as a launching point to the next sure difference um i guess as i interpreted and mm. feel free to tell me if you disagree um they they made um, the, the conflict, at least from the perspective of 
fucking Triton mm-hmm. between the human and the mermaid world. Yeah. Um, it was a little bit more vague, um, a little bit like kind of more black and white, like it's forbidden. Like it feels like kind of like an ancient, like we don't do this kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and it is the thing that keeps coming up is that there are these fish eaters. Like that is like the, the phrase he brings up multiple times. Yeah. It's like fish eating humans. Like that's the big sin. Yeah. Um, and then in a movie we make a shift, um, because I, and I, I think it's pretty, I mean, it's a very clear shift. Like the, the conflict is humans are bad to the ocean. Mm-hmm. They're destroying it. They, they make a bigger point about um, cultures not getting along with each other and humans. It, it feels like just generally an environmental message um, and not about humans just eating fish. Like that's not the. Yeah. It's, it's bigger. It's more, um, I mean, like the, they made it very clear in this new movie that the humans killed Ariel's mother. Yeah. And they bring it up over and over. The They have the sisters digging through the trash of the shipwrecks. Yeah. And this is one of the moments I think that, that they over-explain when King Triton is telling Ariel that she cannot go up to the surface, yeah. he gives lots of very clear reasons yeah. that he doesn't give in the in the old one. Yeah, and it's kind of to the movie's detriment a little bit. It's Absolutely. A, so much is over-explained because it's not even the, it's like, it's part and parcel with the rest of the kind of backstory they keep adding in. They're adding in that it's sure. Ariel's mother died. Ariel has mermaid powers and then she's giving up these powers and then there's also prince eric has a past and he's adopted and um and he was you know found by a shipwreck and i you know and it i just don't know why they had to do all of it and it seems like in the case of eric yeah his they cast a a black woman as um his mother as the queen yes and so they now have to justify that he's adopted, maybe, instead of just going like the Cinderella route and just yeah. being like, don't talk about it. It doesn't matter. Or and then and then the idea that he is like somehow, you know, in his soul, not cut out to or he's just like doesn't want to be um, uh, royal. There's like something essentialist yeah, about yeah. it. And, but let's let's and can I can we just yeah, like pause yeah, right there? Sure. Because we're getting a little too yeah, far off sure. of what the original thing. So. Because that's I'll I'll hit that point yeah. in just a second. Like the mythology of the mer people versus the the humans, like yes, what the, the conflict. conflict is yes, in especially there, especially in King Triton saying this is why you can't. Yeah, that's kind of like that. That's where we see it, kind of like most poignantly. Yeah, I guess I never I didn't catch so strongly that he was that they're like just mad about them eating fish because a lot of people eat fish. A lot of other fish eat fish. I mean, we see, of course, you know, the shark is a bad guy. You know, it's like the first villain that we see. Right. Fish eater. And there are and fish we eaters too. And eating we sea creatures. Yes. And so that she's painted as a villain. Yeah. It just, it seemed a little more, I don't know. It does. It seemed like a little more ancient. It seems like there's that unspoken, like, where is her mother? Well, we're not going to find out, but it's like, it's probably involved. And something about like naming it makes it overly 
complicated or sure. it's like about like well, our, the, the audiences are stupid and they need to be told every single thing. Right. But even, even in that case, the, the point that King Triton like doesn't have a very clear reason or an old outdated reason where like we see the, like, it's very simple. Yeah. Like that's just, he just, just keeps using the phrase, these fish eating people, these yeah. people who will eat. It's just like the it's, way it is. And, and then we see humans like their whole Les Poissons, the whole song mm -hmm. is like, it's like it's I think it's meant to be like, this point. is like, it's actually this is real. How scary yeah. it looks. Yeah. But even in the end of the movie, like they don't do make any effort to, they don't care about that change in the end. Yeah. In the original. Right. Which I thought was, was odd if it was so important, but also kind of highlights that it wasn't that important. It wasn't that deeply yeah, thought through. It was, right. It was actually just deep seated prejudices as yeah. opposed to anything that's actually founded. Cause there's almost like, yeah, it's dangerous. Your, your mother was killed by these people very recently. Yeah. I thought we're that not was... going anywhere near there. That's like, that's the I thing that I'm that, like, like in the, in, in to the be movie. so forgiving at the end is just like, why did he do that? Well, how could you forgive that so easily without like addressing this? Whereas in the cartoon, it's much more like, Oh, it's just the way it is. And then when you're like, oh, I have to actually rethink the way it is because I didn't really think it through. I mean, even in the new movie, I think it gave like, I, I, it's harder for me to believe that humans killing her mother doesn't give her more pause. Yeah. Doesn't give her more pause. Like she has proof in there. Whereas yeah. if she's just hearing the same people, like that's not how it is. That's what we, this is what we do. This is what we do. Then she's going to be like, but why? There's, you're not giving me a reason why. Exactly. And it, it gives a lot more kind of oomph behind her rebellion to it. Yeah. Well, because I mean, I think part of, part of the message in the original feels like if you are refusing to give the information, if you are refusing to have the full conversation, you are doing more damage than good. Yeah. You are actually pushing people away instead of giving them the tools to critically think for themselves. Right. And maybe there's just a difference in the world because now we have all the information and more generally at our fingertips yeah. and that kids are still making decisions that parents don't want them to, I yeah. suppose. And I'm sure that's part of it. But it it did feel feel felt a little un it's a little forced in, in, incomplete yeah really. yeah I agree not terribly but I do yeah it felt a little felt a little forced yeah um yeah I mean and we can switch to we can move to um the prince yeah and um that uh. He was adopted this time. Yeah, he, he was adopted. Before. He wasn't before. We and didn't see his parents at all. I guess before. Like, yes. So that's the whole the whole prince, where before a little two dimensional. Mm -hmm. um, he at the beginning they're like, "You need to settle down." He's like, "Sure." When the right girl comes around, there's not a lot of conflict on his side. 
Yeah. Um, there's no parents. He just kind of like goes with the flow. Mm -hmm. Um, and in the new one, they, they gave him conflict. They gave him conflict that parallels Ariel's conflict, Mm -hmm. um, in that his parents want X, Y, Z. They're overly cautious. They're trying to kind of like force him into a, a bubble and, but he has bigger and better ideas and, um, and is also adopted. Yeah. The bigger, better ideas. I, I liked that. I liked the parallels with yes. Ariel. I thought that worked really well. I thought so too. But then once it was him being adopted, we get into like a weird territory now. Um, it just didn't seem relevant it's or not, necessary. Like no, none of it was needed. So. And, and they used it as a justification for him to be like, but I'm not really royalty. There's like an unspoken like, but at my core, I'm not royalty. And therefore I have this deep-seated essentialist um, drive yeah. to go out and adventure and not be in the castle. When it's like, but that's you could have been that way Ariel is not that way. Right. Ariel does that. You know what I mean? It's just like Ariel shows you that it does not have to be like that for those feelings to be exist. Right. Right. You, you can be part of the Royal family and you're supposed to do your, but you have the calls to do other things. Yeah. And maybe it was just a, a, a way to, you know, mollify more complaints because there were plenty of complaints about, um, Halle Bailey oh my being, God, so stupid. Uh, you know, a, a a mermaid of color <laughs> mermaid yeah because because mermaids green was fine yeah but right Ugh. and um that is a silly i mean like to address that like how there's so much controversy about it and yeah and maybe to maybe to allay the controversy about being like well how could he be the queen's son if he's white and she's black and so then they're like well he's it's adopted a fairy just like, tale. It's, i mean that's we the look at the brandy cinderella the brandy cinderella is good a thing not a thing they didn't have to loved it. it didn't matter i'm sure some people got in a hissy fit about it but like yeah in the end it's a fairy tale well Who and cares? maybe that's part of the detriment of trying to make all of your motivations so realistic because now suddenly you have to do everything realistic you can't give the fish real face like human faces you can't you can't just accept some of the magic in it because you have to be like well i have to justify why he woke up he woke up from drowning because she used her superpowers as a as a mermaid to wake him up i was like is that what is that what mermaid siren songs do that's not that's not really a thing and and, and you it wasn't even need to be that. Matter. It doesn't need to be that. You know, it's like, it could, it's fine. You know, I don't know. It's. Yeah, there's a lot of little, there's little a lot of changes that like, you could easily lift any conversation about him being adopted out of it and it wouldn't change anything. No. Not, not, not story wise. It, it feels just to get around some maybe questions. Yeah. Some, some, and maybe questions. Right. Right. Who knows? Yeah. Otherwise, like I, I do really like the way they changed the motivator for him. Yeah, I and do too. I, I, um, I noted very, very specifically the difference. We, we won't talk too much about the the Broadway musical, but the musical has a whole bunch of songs in it that aren't in the original movie, mm-hmm. nor did they keep any of them for the new movie, yeah. which was a little disappointing. But yeah. in this case. Personally, I see like in the in the musical, they gave him a song called "Her Voice." Her voice, her voice. yeah. 
And um, it is like his, his conflict becomes very solely like, do I stick with the person in front of me or do I look for like the dream? Right. That is, which is, you know, still present in all versions. Right. There is, I think that's a very strong. And the irony being that for most of it, it's the same person. <laughs> that's brilliant. I it's think really that's like, good. It's that's, a really good that's device. One of the, that's one of the most brilliant things about, I think, the story in general. Yeah. It's like you see this person struggling with a conflict that is not even real. Yes. And it's like, you're just like, it's just, just look, it's They're the right same there. person. Yeah. Which I, I think is very, very interesting. So having a song about it obviously makes sense. Yeah. But it really then makes his character all about her and finding the girl either way yeah. and not having his own kind of motivations beyond that. Right. And if that's, you know, the story's about the little mermaid. It, yeah. That character can be more two dimensional. That's, that's okay. kind of where I, where I kind of land on that. We're like, we don't need Eric to be that much. Right. There's nothing wrong with that, but I do think changing it and having his song in the new movie, um, uncharted Waters, something like yeah. that, um, where he's, he's like, this person is, is exciting me about my dream. Like I am, yeah. I'm not distracted. This is not the only thing, but like it is this. It this, lines up with his instinct to break out of the monotony of life. Right. Yeah. Right. The The song is him being, is him saying, whoever this person that saved me, like lit that flame, like really yeah. fueled the flame for me to go into uncharted waters. To, yeah. To, and I, to explore, I, to do new things. I think it kind of parallels a little bit. I mean, very much it parallels her Ariel's desire to leave the ocean. So one thing I do want to ask yeah. here. So there's a, there's some criticism about um, a lot of Disney princesses and like, you know, yes. it's like being very glib about like, well, the beauty and the beast is a story of uh, what, you know, yeah. hostage situation and um, Stockholm syndrome, Stockholm syndrome. Right. Yeah. And like in little mermaid is like, Oh, you have to change everything about yourself in order to find the man you love. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I'm curious what you think about that argument after this recent viewing of both of the films. I think it is um, reductive, generally, that just the inclusion of also having a love interest means that Ariel didn't have any desires outside of a man yeah like she wanted to live on the human world part of that world wasn't like i want to be with that man that she just she never mentions a boy at all she never mentions she hasn't met him yet she's just talking about wanting to explore this new world. like there's new exciting things she wants more for her life generally yeah, yeah. and of course like it would make sense if she finds a, a man that would let her do that. Right. And of course, like, that happens all the time. We use romance in, like, most superhero movies. You want there to be, you want to see their personal life. That's how we humanize them. Yeah. I mean, it's the easiest way to get into stakes. People fall in love. That's what we do. Yeah. And, you know. And of course, like. 
teenagers make silly decisions about people yeah. they fall in love with and it i just i see where people are coming from and if that's the only story that they're ingesting then that would make sense yeah but that's not she, yes i mean she didn't just give all those things up for the man ursula took advantage of the fact that she had a thing for him and she took advantage of that that's not ariel just like right trying to give everything up for a man it's the ursula seeing her getting interested in the man and being like i'm gonna take advantage of these strong feelings that this teenager is having right and and especially in this movie in the in the new make the new version yeah i actually think they did a really good job of showing how hard it was and how many times she is like how much she's doubting that decision and how yeah. difficult every step of it is and mm -hmm. like it's not like in the in the original she's she's like oh my gosh this is so fun this is so exciting um in the in the musical she has a whole song about being like she's so excited to see the human things up close yeah and in this new one there's like she's like i am i don't know what i'm yeah she's like I in over her legs head now and yeah. i'm freaking out it's it's exciting it's exciting but it's like but i'm also I completely unbalanced like, yeah all of a sudden he just shuts me down and i'm like did i just make a choice that's gonna that i can never reverse this is right this is terrible it's not just oh no will i get to stay a human it's oh no will i be stuck as a human like there's like a yeah. little bit of that added in in the new movie that yeah. I thought was really poignant. Yeah. I thought that was very interesting. And I think it helps, I don't know, at least for me to be like, it's not just about like, there's a lot of regret around that too. It's not just about the man. Yeah. I don't know. It's, I always got the sense that Ariel would have chosen to become a human whether Eric was involved or not. Absolutely. I mean, she wanted to. Yeah. So but, if, but if Ursula have... was just like, here, be a human, you'd be like, okay, let's do it. And I think um, so. it's your last chance. You're going to be stuck under, under the sea forever. And that's the clincher. It's not even like, it's not even just like, oh, but you'll never see Eric. Um, and they do hammer that home in the cartoon a little more. But the only thing is that like the catch of the spell is the kiss that's the catch so right that, yes i wanted to talk about that difference too the yeah. spell and it's um mm, yeah it is it the the spell has a different catch really mm -hmm. in both movies yeah the first one like you said the kiss is the catch along with losing the voice those are the catches right that's like that's the thing that she's like you have to get him to kiss you but you have no voice. But that's know. the thing. That's the that's the twist. That's the trick. Right. You don't have a voice in the movie. They make it very specifically. You, it's not a payment. Mm -hmm. You don't quite get yeah. the decision there. It's just you're like it's not fair if you get to use your siren song. So it's like it's already like more than just like you don't get to use your voice to convince him to kiss you. But I think. I think the original movie, I'll get to it in a second. Okay. I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. Okay. 
in the new movie. And the, the twist is not only that she can't use her voice, but also Ursula sneaks in that she also does not remember yeah. she needs to be kissed. I also don't understand that. I don't get it. I hated that. I hated that. I thought it was stupid. I just, why? Just take, because what that does for me, I'll let you talk about your feelings too. Yeah. Um, but I, what does it do I, for you? <laughs> <gasps> what that does for me is, is telling me that we won't believe that she can't just go and get a kiss yeah. from him and that she'll just like jump all over him unless we stop her. Yeah. That's when exactly movie, what it feels like to me. Yeah. The original one, there is an excitement and like, she's not just like trying to like get him to kiss her. She is enjoying her time. Right. She is also getting distracted yeah. from the kiss. Right. And I think that's part of the, like, that is part of the whole message. Like Ursula is the one trying to force this, like do this for a man. She's yeah. the villain. Right. But in the, like, and she, there again, a difference in, in poor unfortunate souls has a whole bit about body. Come language, on, you, yeah. you have your looks, you can use your body. Yeah. Men don't like when women talk yeah. is trying to feed her all of these things. Right. And she doesn't take the bait. Yeah. She doesn't like just try to like seduce, seduce him. Right. She eh, like, she just enjoys the company of Eric and the world around her. Yeah. She's not this like body obsessed and sex obsessed teenager trying right. to like get with the man. That's not what it is. Right. And I've not that. And, and I think they try to use not remembering the kiss as a way to avoid that in the mm -hmm. new movie. And they cut out anything about using her body and anything about yeah. men being kind of misogynist yeah. at all from poor, unfortunate souls to just like not even deal with that right. and just say like, I don't know. It's it it just like does it in a way that I'm like, well, don't you want it to come from Ariel? Right. Like that's 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 how I see it. Is it, it we, yeah. we don't allow the motivations to come from Ariel herself. It now is is forced. It's forced onto her. And it it really kind of locks in. I mentioned it a little bit, but that middle part of the like the middle build of the film, the new one, is all Sebastian. Like it's all Sebastian and Scuttle trying to figure out how to get this kiss to happen. Yeah. Because Ariel is actually, That's does right. not have very... any agency if she cannot remember. Yeah. She cannot remember that's it's a thing weird. she's supposed to do. But that's also assuming that like, just because she knows she can do it, as you were saying, that that's all she would do or that it wouldn't even be appropriate to do it. Exactly. Because Think about the time frame that we're talking about here. We're, we're in, what? Who knows? well, who knows, but like Fantasy they, time period, they certainly yes. did, certainly, certainly, they certainly. certainly, they certainly did a lot of work to make other things realistic. And they, yes. they've talked about, oh, they in the new movie. They're not in Europe. They're somewhere in the Caribbean, I'm imagining. And it's, it's kind of like a, and, and they're like 
a mix, I think. Yeah, it's just it's some, generally island nation. Yes, and they're like, we're going to unless fall behind were, unless we get the stuff from Europe. There's like a whole conversation about like wanting to go out and enrich the the like if the we, kingdom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the cultures, like the, the cultures, and it is important to connect with other cultures. And yeah. if we don't, we will be left behind. Right, and that is important. And in, it's a, in the in the new movie. Right. That is and so it's like we're said. we're lending this reality to it. So let's yeah. just go a little further. They're obviously in some I don't know, uh, like Victorian or pre-Victorian era something. Um, you know, in the in like pirate times, right? Because there's yes. like the you know the the talk about the galleons of you know the Spanish are there and the English are there, whatever. But the would people just kiss even if they were in love? Like, is that just like well, a thing that you royalty. would do? If like royalty, royalty. Wouldn't, right? Royalty wouldn't do that. Like there was there's there's, there's decorum, a, right? Exactly. There's yeah. some decorum you have to kind of take into account, and so it's you don't need the added crutch. It's a storytelling crutch. It, it, it just didn't. Yeah. It just really cheapened her struggle there because I, it's not her fault. I She's just, and there's necessary. no way out of it. No, it was, it was weird. Yeah. It was really I weird. I don't know. And I think it also takes more away from Ursula. Like, yeah. Like everything was above board in the cartoon. Yeah, exactly. She never said that she couldn't send Flossum and Jetsum up there to stop it. She has agents on the outside too, but she played by the rules. She, she made did. an agreement. She did. Well, she I and mean, what? There's like a secret she wants it clause? to be legally binding. Right. She she like has her sign in blood. Right. Um. And and she she wants to take it to her father. Be like. This is legit. You can't do anything about right. this. And if you have like this weird secret clause, there's no like blow it out of the water and like magic rules. I'm imagining, you know, it's just like I would. You need so. some limitation to magic when you have any magic in any story. And we're probably going to talk about this ad nauseum in future episodes when we run into magic systems and stuff. But you need to have those limitations. Yeah, that and they need funny, to follow like, their own rules. Way, this one. Kind of it, took it too far. Yeah, took it took too far. Took magic too far. Very little magic in the movie. Yeah, took and it, it took far. it too far. Yeah, that you could just like do whatever you want. Yeah, and for for as you say, a reason I'm not I'm not sure why. Just to avoid talk about bodies or yeah, maybe sex or anything. And to be fair, rewatching the cartoon, I mean that animation is like excellent. It's so good, and <laughs> it's the good whole animation. scene with Ursula. In Poor Unfortunate Souls, the whole way through is like creepy and just even her like doing like the, oh, don't forget about body language. And she's the got this big rolls. button. She's doing, yeah, the body well, the rolls. And the butts are defined too. Oh, man. And it's, and like Butt her, cheeks. just like the the doing the makeup and her smile. And it's, well, that's um, why people are mad and scared of drag queens because they're voice. saying drag queens are always sexualizing everything yeah. because Ursula was a drag queen yeah. sexualizing it all. Yeah. And maybe that's what people see. Maybe, yeah. And she's, you know, she is notably the villain. She's but that's, no, it's, the villain. And I think... It's so good. And I, I just wonder, I wonder what we lose when we, like, eliminate those things. Yeah. Because they, it was I, very I, important. And it's not like I was over-sexualized as a child when I saw it. I didn't catch no. most of it. I didn't catch any of it as a sexual thing. But, like, as an adult watching, I'm like, oh, my God, look at this 
looking back at that story now as an adult or as an adult then watching kids watch it, it's like what an important lesson they're going to kind of, it'll put, it'll come yes. together in their minds when they're adults. It's gonna actually form into something They'll be like, oh my gosh, I never realized it until now I know a little bit more about the world. But Ursula was like a crazy over-sexualizing horrible witch. Yeah. And she wasn't just bad because she stole her voice and tried to steal Eric. She was bad because she was trying to convince Ariel that the only thing she was good for was her body. Yeah. That that was the tack that she was going to have to take. Yes. That's what makes her a villain. And to be able to learn that as an adult by looking back at the stuff that you loved as a kid is so valuable. And so when you like don't yeah. have that in this new one, you know, Melissa McCarthy is excellent. I think as Melissa Ursula, McCarthy Ursula. is awesome. But it is, I was the very whole, skeptical. The whole movie is just devoid of sexuality, completely gone. It's yeah. all just sucked out of it. Which is okay. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Sure. There is, I mean, I don't know if it's devoid completely, but yeah. it is mostly, I don't know. There are a couple scenes where like, they get close and I'm like, oh, they're real people. Yeah. Like that's, yeah, there that's is something true. about that. that There's I'm something like, about like real humans. Like you yeah. have to, I think you do have to tone it down yeah. between cartoon and sure. live action because like once like you start getting like closer on the, on the boat and you're like, yeah, like, it's like, oh, they're real people. Are they really going to kiss? I mean, even thinking about that with when in the cartoon, when Ariel turns into the human for the first time and she's like getting up out of the ocean and yeah. all she has is her clam bra. And it's like, she oh. doesn't have clams in the new movie. No. So no, she she's just naked. She's just naked, but we don't even see as much there. Like she's just yeah. kind of like sitting there, you know. Right. And I think they were very, very, they were conservative. very, very conservative about it. While in the cartoon, she's like trying to get up and her hair is covering the bits and pieces. And um, yeah, there. if it were real, you'd need to be a little more careful because it would be yes. just like and just edging they on PG-13, you know. Right. And they do. They do. They they I think they do okay just generally with yeah. with that. But oh. I, I, but I don't I don't think they need to like especially out of Ursula, I don't think they needed to completely suck it out. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Because because as the villain, it's just the example of kind of what not to do. Yeah, and I think we miss that a lot. I think that there's a trend that we want to cut out things that we kind of disagree with generally. Yeah. yeah. Instead of letting villains be bad people with bad ideas and bad thoughts, and yeah. then we can see some reality in the world and see people we actually, overcome it. We can actually and, learn things from that. Yeah. We can actually say, like, we disagree with that. Right. And we can see why that is. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of Melissa McCarthy as yes. Ursula, real quick, um, any any other casting choices <clears throat> that you liked? Oh, I like Aquafina as Scuttle. I love Aquafina. I like her. I I, do I don't love. I think the convention, the 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 added uh, mythology that she's never been to the surface before. And so Scuttle just like dips down under the water because Scuttle's this new bird now that can do that for a while. Mm -hmm. And so they did that to justify the fact that she's never actually been to the surface. So her first time to the surface is the boat? When, when, she's, the yeah, fireworks. when she goes to do the, see the fireworks. And I just thought it was so much that it just makes it clunky. In the cartoon, it's so seamless that she's been going up. So then when he's like, wait, Seagull, 
you've been up on the surface again. Yeah. You know what I told you. You don't do that. And it's just so much more well, realistic to me. I just don't me. know why she would have any connection with humans at all. Right. If she hadn't right. experienced Other them. than just being like, look at this cool stuff that fell down on the ground. But is that like, it? That's it. But that's the whole thing with Scuttle is that she can go up and be like, what is this cool thing I found? And Scuttle can be like, oh, it's this. Oh, yeah, it's this I, I, I've seen them I from a I distance. Isn't that like cool? That. And she's like, I've never been this close to a human before, which means she's seen one from a distance. Yeah. And I I just think I like that better. I, I think I it too. makes more sense. Um, there's just would be so many more implications, I think, if she had never been to the surface. Like, does she even know she can breathe above water? You know, like <laughs> there's yeah. like so many things like, am I just going to be poisoned when I get up there? Is someone waiting for me to show up and they're going to stab me? Can she me? breathe out of the water? Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. I'm assuming so. I mean, they all do. So, so. <laughs> yeah, for a little bit, but like, yeah, who knows? Maybe there's, like, there's an exploration underwater for like 15 minutes. So. Right. Right. Yeah. So any other, any other casting um, choices that you, who else was there? Was David I Diggs. Uh, David Diggs was fine. I just, yeah. I mean, the original and, Sebastian is just like, but also so Titus. Oh, good. And Titus. Yeah. Titus. It was in the musical. Titus Burgess in the musical. It's so good. Uh, I mean, especially vocally, it's the best. I mean, and I, I think love Titus. Something that is... But Davide did fine. Davide did fine. I think something that was missing a little bit, I didn't... And probably because of the, you know, anima, anima, morph, anapomorphic, anapomorph, I don't remember. Anthropomorphic? Anthropomorphic. The non-anthropomorphicness of these creatures, go. right? That they're not quite human enough. You don't quite get that sense of care from Sebastian. And I don't know if it's David's fault necessarily. No. There is something a little bit kind of flat about his voice, but I I, I'm, I reserve judgment just because I'm not sure we would be able to get it, it to do it with that kind of animation. It, it's not even just his voice specifically, but the flatness of all the music because there's no background vocals in anything. Yeah. I think that makes a huge difference. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In Under the Sea, even, I mean, I thought Kiss the Girl was very cute way to like slim it down and just have the three of them yeah. sing it together. Yeah, very cute. Very, and very cute. I guess I'm thinking more even just like there's moments of care both in in the musical mm -hmm. uh, where he's like, I would really love for you to, I want to make your dreams come true. Like he is a real yes, parent they really figure. Yes, really in the musical. And in the cartoon, he's really, there's like that scene where he's like, okay, we got to get a plan to get you to kiss the the, the uh, the prince, and then she kind of like falls asleep after this long day, her first day being yeah. human, and she, he he tucks he's her so in, like he was, and he's like, "Oh, you're just you're just useless without me." And he's just so happy to yes. be that you know mentor figure, this parent figure. With I her. noted though too that in the original, he watches part of that world. He's there the whole song. Yeah, he doesn't get there. Yeah, until there. after in the new one. Right. He sees her swimming up toward the surface. He's like, what is she doing? Right. And like, in so this, he actually sees her declare her her wants. He knows yes. her deepest desire because he was there. He was there. Yeah. And then he saw the deep desires <coughs> and the things. Then he sees, like, he accidentally spills it, spills the beans. Yeah. He feels bad. He, he doesn't apologized. want to tell. He does. He apologizes. I did not mean to tell. That's how I Ariel gets him to, like, go like not go back and tell right the father because like she when she's like i'm going to ursula why don't you go tell dad you're good at that oh it's such a good line it's such and a I'm good like, dig oh. 
Yeah, why don't you go tell him you're, you're good for? Yeah. Oh, man. And it's really good, and he feels awful. And he is, in contrast to her dad, you know, it was, it was a little bit by accident, other than the fact that he was actually just there with her, which mm -hmm. her dad doesn't do. But Triton right. is not present, doesn't know these things, and so can't behave in the ways that honor those things, whereas Sebastian actually does have what have all that information, whether by order or accident. Um, but he does have that information and it actually influences how he behaves with her. Yeah. I think it's a really sweet um, element to the cartoon Yeah, um, that is a little bit missing in it's the new one. It's a little bit one. missing, yeah. right? Because they're, they're trying to flesh out other things and I think they, yeah. they ignore some of that. Some of the, hey, some of the character and the relationship building is not quite as strong. Yeah. And even just like Ursula and Flotsam and Jetsam, just because I, they can't talk, it's like... I don't care, and I'm not sure why you care. We'll get to that, I'm sure, because that, that's my moment for later. Um, but, yeah, the um, I had another point about that. Um, oh, it, there's, it's like, instead of fleshing out these relationships and having kind of these realistic give and take of kind of inputs and outputs of information and actions mm -hmm. you have now it seems like in tv and in film and in books there's like this this trend toward making sure that your protagonist is involved in every single thing that happens they have to be the one that does oh, sure. every single thing that is important in this story and i get why like we have this tendency with some of our um, Disney movies, especially, especially Disney where movies. it's just like, oh, stuff just happens to them. Right. And especially Disney princesses. And that's been a criticism too of yeah, Disney princesses that generally. there's not a ton of agency. And there's a couple moments at the end that I, I want to quick talk yeah, about. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a minute. Point. Yeah. And I think, I think we kind of do a little a bit of a disservice here in making sure that Ariel is the one to rip the necklace off of Ursula when she's in her beautiful state. That she's the one to be on the ship and the, turn the that's what I was talking the about. ship uh, into Ursula. Mm -hmm. Those moments where she's like, she's the one to do it is fine. Like that's there's nothing wrong with that. Um, okay, so. but it gives short shrift to. Um, the stuff that happens to people, it gives short shrift to the relationships that she builds and the friends that she has and the importance of those people in her life. It yes. gives short shrift to the agency of those other people. So, you know, she's the one that commits to her, the climax of the story, but what is the climax of the story here? And it might be like a little bit of a misunderstanding of what exactly constitutes climax because I, I, I am, Okay. I think generally sure. like a protagonist needs to own that, right? Something happens to the protagonist at the beginning and the climax of this film kind of story-wise in, in my thinking is the moment where kind of everything about that they address finally, knowing everything that they need to know. Oh, this is actually everything that's happening. Mm -hmm. We have the, you know, inciting incident. She's, she's become a, a human now, right? She's like... Um, decides to go do this thing. She's, yes, I'm gonna go be a human after Ursula comes and tells me like I'm gonna, she's gonna give me these powers. I go say yes. 
all this stuff happens. We get this crisis where it's like, oh, actually, Ursula's that beautiful lady now over there, and she's going to marry Eric. There's a huge crisis, and we know it's a crisis. We know all of the stakes because we just watched the, most of the movie, right? Yes. We know what's at stake here, Yes. and we know the risk. It's Ursula. She's not going to beat a, a sea witch. She goes to do it anyway. She's like, it's time to go do things. That is the climax. That is the hero deciding what to do. Yes. Okay. And she goes to go do it. And she sure. goes to, to try to stop everything. And she's got friends that can go help. You know, we've got Scuttle in the in the cartoon going to like help. And it happens in the movie too, where it's like the dog goes and jump, you know, bites her. And, yeah, the, yeah, and yeah. Scuttle comes and interrupts things. And yeah. the, the wedding gets interrupted. Yes. And it, it's, you can have all of the other people do stuff because this is part of the resolution. It's part of how everything comes out. My decision is we're going to go stop it. Yes, sure. She doesn't actually have to be the one to pulls the thing off. She doesn't actually have to be the one that has her hand on the wheel. I just disagree. And I just think. I just am going to disagree with you here. Yeah. Tell me why. Because the villain getting slaughtered is big. Mm -hmm. It may not be the climax in in kind of like a uh, a literal sense or it's not maybe not technically the climax if you're looking at story structure mm -hmm. but if we're looking at at tropes the hero slays the villain and if ariel doesn't slay the villain then she's not the hero maybe not not the protagonist Mm. But if we're looking at tropes and what people are seeing, and I think that's a big part of why people have their strong opinions about Disney princesses yeah. in the movie. She doesn't do it in the movie. The, I, I think I liked, I'll say I liked those two moments because they're happening and they just give her a little bit more agency because all of those things still happen in the new movie. Scuttle comes in and does X, Y, Z, but Ariel goes and is like, I'm doing this thing yeah. and I get to be the one to smash it. Mm -hmm. It doesn't just fall off of her. Yeah. It doesn't just get tossed in a, in a tumble between, I don't remember who was pulling on it with her. was pulling on it, yeah. But it, and not that that's not okay. And, and I think you're right is that, that the more important decision that happens is earlier, but to, to give Ariel, these moments that we would typically see any other hero in any other genre would also get to enjoy those moments, would also get to be the person who gets these like really pivotal, like slaying the villain is kind of a big deal. Yeah. And to give that in the, in the movie, it's Eric in the musical. It is Ariel. They mm -hmm. just switched it for the musical. Yeah. Um, because they just wanted it to be Ariel's story. Yeah. And they can work together and it can be, but like, I think the final blow, especially for the villain, I think is, I think it's a much stronger choice to use the protagonist for that. Yeah. I, just, I mean, I guess I don't mind the choice. As I said, it's fine. Those things work. Sure. Um, it's, Maybe I'm like part of my thesis here that I'm creating on the spot is that even those action films 
on giving short shrift to the other things. Like sure. you don't, you don't, maybe, maybe we've given short shrift to female heroes and not had them defeat the dragon at the end enough. But yes. maybe we have the, the male ones, the cliches Dude, happen too much too. That, that because totally no one ever does anything alone. And, you know, I understand if, if it seems um, convenient, if it's like, well, you're only making the friends important for the female heroes. But I actually think that's actually a really good direction that most complex stories do take, especially today. We never just have the one, sense. you know, one thing. I, I think but one example even is in, um, uh, oh, hells, what is it? <clears throat> Wheel of Time. <laughs> There's an example in Wheel of Time where uh, in the third book, which we don't get to, but there's like this last battle and it's not, the hero Rand who does the kill, it's someone else. Sure. And it's like the decisions that the hero makes at the climax, in this case, Ariel being like, we gotta go stop it. I now have information and I'm making a decision right now. I could give up because it's a sea witch and I can't do anything about it and it's too late, but I'm not gonna, I'm gonna go do it. Yeah. The only reason why they're able to succeed is because of that choice. That's what does it. Yeah, sure. And there's the really distinctive action. I'm, I'm gonna go. I can't get there fast because I got human legs, but you all can go. And I'm gonna make it there as soon as I can. Yeah. And because it's, it's on a boat in the, in yeah, the, in the say, cartoon, it's on a boat. Water. She I dove into the water. I thought that was very interesting. She dove, she's like, Aya, this is not my wheelhouse anymore, but I'm gonna get this. Well, I'm, she forgets for a second, I yeah, think Yeah, she too. does, she forgets, I'm sure. But she goes in and she's like, I mean, shoot, I can't make it. Uh, I'm gonna grab this, this barrel that's floating and I'm gonna just, I don't know how to swim without my fin, so let's just go. And so she's- And she, Flounder pulls her she, along. And Flounder pulls her along and she's like, I'm gonna make it as fast as I can. And that's like such a strong moment yeah, that I, allows I these friends and allies that she's made the avenue to make it happen. Yeah. And there's like a little bit of a difference too, I think philosophically that some people be like, well, the climax is actually the battle with Ursula. And I, it's not actually, no one has any sort of internal change there other than Ursula, I suppose, dying, but like no one's internal change happens there. No one's making yeah. strong decisions with er, battling Ursula. Totally. All the decisions have been made. Right. And she does get to, you know, she's the one that like, Pulls on, she pulls on Ursula's hair in both of them, yeah. <laughs> you know, or I'm not sure she actually pulls um, Melissa McCarthy's hair, but she like intercedes when Melissa's gonna, when, when Ursula's gonna like shoot that trident and kill Eric mm -hmm. and it hits the, hits the Flotsam and Jessam instead. That's all. I think she just pushed the trident. That's all area. Movie, yeah, I think she does too. In the, in the cartoon, she takes her hair and she pulls and that's what she, my baby. Which is great. She grows huge and then she's like, I'm gonna murder you. Ariel. Yeah. And it's because of all of these actions that Ariel took. Mm -hmm. Ursula is now big and a big target for that big, you know, mast thing that, that's going to poke her in the belly. The only reason why Eric can even do the thing is because Ariel did all that. I guess my thought on that is that at that point, I think the stronger choice is for Ursula to just go after this weak person that Ariel cares about because she just lost who she cared about. She wants to see Ariel suffer, first of all. Mm. She wants to kill the loved one just like she just happened. So while she's distracted by trying to get Eric, mm. Ariel comes and saves the day. Yeah, that could be, I mean, that, I, it works I in that. That, that works stronger, in, in other, that way too, yeah. I'm not, I'm not That's sure. That's how they did it in the movie. I'm not sure really 
Because all that could have happened and Ariel still could blow, do the killing blow. Yeah. So I'm not, I, I guess I'm not sure why not let Ariel have it. Unless you're trying to say something more complex than that. Unless yeah. you're trying to say like, I didn't trust anyone else to help me. Or I didn't, like we thought it was going to be me the whole time. But really strength comes from somewhere else. Like that's like this very specific this is the villain. This is the villain dying. How the villain dies is important. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess like there, there are other characters in it that have their own, uh, yes. you know, their own arcs and their own agency too. We can have Scuttle help and, you know, and Scuttle does help. He does um, in both. And, and we can have Eric be, you know, part of the, the combat too, in, in some extent. So yeah. there's just, there are reasons why you might not have that happen. I guess that's yes. my point. Yes, <laughs> there are, there I'm are not sure legitimate those reasons, reasons are very strong in the in the original. Yeah, movie. strong enough to justify not changing it. Yeah, okay, I would say, sure, yeah. So in that sense, I think the new movie, I like the new movie's version better in those moments. Yeah, so you have to take it off of the boat and make it a little engagement party instead mm -hmm. um, to allow her to run up to it and make it in time. I guess you could have her swim. I actually like that choice. I like that choice. I like the that, choice of her like I, swimming to the boat. But it does like it does it did slow thing down for a second. That was a yes. part of the movie that I was like, so now I'm just waiting for her to slowly swim for Fonda to slowly drag her to that boat. Far well, out we there. see the funny the the comic relief of of Ursula getting her her just desserts from all of the yes, and you we know, do a little bit. The, in the sea new creatures one. come up. It doesn't need to be that yeah long though. That's true. Um, not that I dislike that part of the movie, but I think the new movie did just fine. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, but let's move on yep. to superlatives. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. So Oscar moment. Oscar worthy I, moment. I'm going to stick right in this Can we do scene. for both? For what? Original and the new movie? We can. Yes. Yes, we can. Or we can just do an honorable mention for, for the, yeah, we'll for the cartoon. The I, 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 we're, we're talking about the new movie. Yeah, we'll talk about the new movie. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Okay. Um, you, can, you can mention. Sure. The, but specifically in the, in the new movie, um, in that last scene, I think the actress who plays Vanessa, is that her name? I think it's Vanessa. Mm -hmm. Ursula. Yeah, Vanessa. Urs yes. Oh, yes. Human counterpoint. I was kind of blown away by she her. She acted so hard. Oh, I she was, was like, scary. This is some of the best acting in this whole movie. She yeah. goes kind of like to Berserk. the extremes yeah. where she is like, she is playing Ursula, playing a human, but gets gets to have more range and more fun than even Melissa McCarthy gets. Because yeah. you don't get to see Melissa McCarthy pretend to be like, a different person right. and pretend to be all sweet and demure. Like Ursula or Melissa McCarthy doesn't do that. Right. That, and that character does, but still like, Oh, is scary. She gets to go in when she's like, no, <laughs> because in the original, like she's like really nasty. Yeah. She's like, get off of me. And I think voiced by Jody Benson in that scene. I think so too. Which I think is, amazing yeah that little song that she sings yes. when she's like mm, i'm gonna have Does everything she sing in the I, I she sang something remember. yeah because I that's when she, that but i don't remember what song. she i don't it think was it's hallie i'm pretty sure it was hallie bailey's voice i'm not sure that too. they used the same 
song. Song. I don't remember. Someone confirm that for me. Comment. Yeah. <laughs> Comment on remember. our episode. Um, yes, she's great. That's a good Oscar-worthy moment. Yes. It really was. She was so good. And I just think, like, in a small little moment, I was like, ooh, all the acting just happened. That was yeah. good for you. Mm-hmm. I would, like, just, like, every emotional switch, I was like, <laughs> I didn't know that was could come out of you. That yeah. was great. You, she killed it. Yeah. What's it? Was your was your Oscar um, moment? Halle Bailey's uh, reprise number two, um, Party or World oh, reprise number two. The second one. I love your world, and she's like, Rah! she's like I think that's on, the, on the one. Well, the she's like maybe it's like joined is the same thing, but it's like when she's. Um, yes, cause the first one is like when song. she's, when yes. he is passed out, she it's sings. It's the end of it though. Yes. Yeah. Cause it then there's the like a whole song. interlude and then she sings. Okay. I so see. that's the set, that one. It is yeah. the reprise is the first reprise. First reprise. Really great. Really excellent. excellent. Vocally. Really, really great. The best, best vocally she does. Yeah. And she's great the whole time, but that is really powerful in a way that, you know, Sierra Bogus struggle with a little yeah. bit. Because yeah. she's a soprano. Yeah. And yeah. she does a great job mixing and sounding great, but Hallie really shined. She really did great. Especially in that reprise. I was so like, exciting. Ooh, yeah. It did. It made me made me emotional in the theater. Yeah. I was like, <gasps> Oh, it's good. Yeah. Cool. Plus with the the ocean spray behind her. Mm-hmm. Amazing. So unearned moment. Unearned moment. Mm. What would you say? So <laughs> when you have um, animation, you can make people's hair look like whatever, whether oh or not God. they've been underwater. <laughs> so I don't know where this at is the going. very end of the film, suddenly we've got this like very cheesy, like, oh, I know humans helped us. I'm Javier Bardem and I'm going to say everything is OK. And all the humans and fish are friends, despite my wife being dead. And then all of these mer people mm. pop up out of the ocean, but they're like, and they're supposed to be like all very elegant, but they just come up and their hair is just so wet and over their faces. And they oh all just God. like look like wet even... dogs. And I was like, this is very funny because it's just in the cartoon, you don't really think about it. Like, you know, they come up and they're like perfectly quaffed hair. It's very voluminous when they like come out of the, out of the, the water and you get to see all these like beautiful heads of hair. And then here you have these people come up and they're just like very, very wet. <laughs> yes. looks so stupid outside of water. And I just thought that was very funny and put a little, uh, damper on the, <laughs> like this, this moment that's supposed to be like, uh, you know, kumbaya. Uh, it's supposed to seem poignant. Uh, you know, I've well, well, problems I, with, but but I think that was it. Just made the moment a little bit undeserved, <laughs> un unearned to have these like people come up and just like be all like wet. <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, I think there was always criticism in the original movie that like they came out of the water and their hair was still perfect. I know, I love that. <laughs> but they're magic, so they could. They could. They're, they're magical. They could. Right. I mean, I think they gave Halle Bailey her specific because she could. so it would stay the same. Yeah. And it um, does. It looks great. It does look great. In and um, out. Yeah. I would I'm gonna say my unearned moment is 
the same moment, oh. but for different okay. reasons. Yeah. And me. I think we mentioned it yeah. a little bit already, but just that we we didn't do any building of mermaid community. Yeah. We we spend some time uh Prince talking about the importance of cultures coming together. We need to learn about each other's cultures um and and come together as people. That seems yeah. to be one of the messages. Um and then we never see any mermaids other than the sisters. Yeah. Who, like you said, they don't live there. They just came together for the one, the coral moon. I yeah. think that's what it was. And it's 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 like uh they really do feel more mythological in in this new movie. Yeah. Whereas in the in very, the cartoon it's, it's like very a interesting. it's a kingdom. Yeah. What yeah, they're but, like really gods and But and, we're looking at king it like I think something about like we see this celebration for this community. That's how it opens. Yeah, there's so many. There's there's a big concert hall and they're doing yes. this celebration and and then because it's important, especially to the prince that we're we are I mean, we see there's this conflict, like, no, the the mermaids are bad because they they lure like the the ocean's dangerous like they, yeah, they lure us out they, to shipwrecks and we yeah. can't trust them we can't we can't do that yeah um and then on the other side is like no they they poison our waters they they throw garbage in there they they've killed your mother like, yeah like there's conflict between them so I would have loved there to be some sort of one moment of being like, this is what this looks like. One, we don't get that from the fish because the fish don't really have faces. Right. So we're, I'm like, this beautiful dancing. By the way, I noted, I think you went to the bathroom while I was sitting and watching the credits. The The dance was all um, choreographed by the Alvin Ailey Dance Company. Oh. Which is incredible. That's insane. You know, if you don't know, that's like a very famous dance company. Yeah. Um, and... Wow. I think the fish dancing, I mean, it was beautiful when yeah. there was like a couple moments. I'm like, it is so beautiful, but also they're, I don't, I don't see them as, I don't see any of and them as there's human. no personality. Yeah. Like there's nothing. They're just like beautiful movements, beautiful shapes. Yeah. yeah. Which, which was, I, it was a beautiful spectacle. Sure. But not a lot of humanity. Yeah. Um, I would love to see some of that world building at the beginning, but then also having some sort of connection, not just like that the mermaids are popping up and everyone else isn't reacting at all. I know, all like they to appear out of nowhere. I was like, why, wouldn't, up in right, why wouldn't all the humans be like, what is happening right now? Isn't that, wouldn't that be scary? <laughs> it would be horrifying, yeah. The rest of the movie, they're like, oh no, the we gotta, they start the movie with like throwing spears yeah. Into the water at a mermaid. Yeah. Like they're gonna, they're gonna call us to their death. Like mm -hmm. they're, they're scared of mermaids. Yeah. And they're one, there's no fear, but that's like, that's okay. If it's like this union is actually the, the start of. Yeah. Intercommunity. If that's a, if that's a message that you're trying to send, why not have that moment at the end 
do it just a little bit. Yeah, be a little have bit more reticent. Have one of them interact reticent. with, like, be a have little it be bit... smaller. Have it, like, a couple of them come and interact with people. Yeah, and they're like, oh my gosh, hi. Have, have like, like, just the queen and King Triton have a moment. Yes. It doesn't have to be verbal, even. That just this like, might be the beginning of a fortuitous relationship instead of just, like, all the mermaids invaded and they're, like, suddenly sitting on all the boats all like, in there. And all, everyone and from everyone's just, like, like, very happy and smiling. I was like, this was f- always meant to be. Yeah, and did I'm you like, forget that you were basically at war like this is really weird yeah it was a little i thought for that reason and not just the unmagic hair oh the unmagic hair was (laughs) the unmagic hair oh my god it's my favorite just all these wet wet people just like emerging out of the water it's so stupid oh it looks very funny um more superlatives um Mm. favorite updated costume oh um hmm um, I don't know. I didn't think about that. Okay. Um, I don't know. All of the stuff from the cartoon is so iconic. Um, hmm. I don't know. What do you have? Yeah. You give me one. <laughs> I have to think. Oh, for you a got minute. so nervous. I did. Oh my goodness. Caught you off guard. Yeah, um, I, I don't have one. I mean, I love that they did both the pink dress and the blue dress uh-huh. and the purple dress. Like yeah. the very iconic, like. Her blue dress when they're in the blue lagoon. They yeah. give her a version of that. Yeah. The the pink dress, she comes out with it kind of in the beginning of yeah. um it's like at different times in the movie, but they give us a pink dress, they give us a blue dress, and Vanessa's wearing a purple dress. Iconic. Yeah. Um and I think just like the way, especially that they do I mean, both the blue dress and the pink dress, like these very lacy, but like light. Like this is like clearly a little bit Caribbean inspired. Yeah, it's very Caribbean. Yeah, it looks like, still like very it's for warm beautiful. weather. Like they don't, they get her back in the blue one for the end. Right? Yeah. They throw the blue dress back into the ocean and she comes back out with it when she has legs yeah. again. When in the new, in the old movie, she like comes out wearing this like long sequin gown. <laughs> it's very like, 90s. That's so very weird. 80s, 90s, 80s, early. 89, right? Lady, late 80s. Yeah. It's very like... It's like diamonds. It's so weird. It's very strange. Yeah. Um, but I think probably those dresses. Mm, yeah. That's nice. Um, I think just in general, I, I liked the costuming of the people. Jody Benson's in it for like a second. Jody Benson. But there's because they there's, love doing I, that. They love I, throwing. Yeah. I liked the their in. interpretation and, and redo of the um kind of the town scene, like yeah. going through the market and just like, yeah. it was very Caribbean. And I just liked, I liked I mean, the clearly, look and I liked the original yeah. was Caribbean inspired yeah. at least a little bit. I mean, Sebastian. Yep. Clearly Caribbean. I mean, both his songs are so Caribbean. Yeah. Yeah. Let's show it. Like, that's great. I loved it. Yeah. I think it's interesting kind of having this, this mix of cultures and we're seeing this like, influence of other cultures and and we see the disparity between the royals and the yeah and in very subtle ways and and we get to feel very yeah we get to live in that caribbean world and yeah that was nice um also yeah i had a favorite line update oh okay very specifically Mm. was um there's a moment when Eric is like, I don't know if I should go with her or wait 
wait for the yeah. girl that I'm waiting that that saying to me. Yeah. And in both cases, the oh, I don't remember his Grim. name. Grim. Yeah. Um, Grimsby. 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 I think. Yeah. Um. The like, I don't the know. Butler Royal or his his advisor. His, who knows? Yeah. Who have the footman or something? Who knows? Yeah. Unclear. His man. In the in the original movie, he says something like, um, "Don't just go tra- chasing a dream when there's a a real loving, kind person in front of you." Mm. Like very specifically yeah. about a person. Yeah. Um, I think the sentiment in both are great. I, yeah. I think we talked about this yeah. even already. That like this this pull between the the idealistic or just like what's in front of me. Yeah. I think it's a very I think it's it's well it's yeah it's appealing it 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 is it is universally what's the word I'm looking for it know. is universally <laughs> understood it's it is, universal <laughs> yeah it's universal sure yeah it's a universal idea that I it it, it, mm. it many people can. Latch onto, they can, yeah, they agree, words. they, <laughs> they can relate. They can relate to, oh my to. gosh. Yeah. Relate. Relatable. The word is relate. Universally relatable. Yeah. Yes. It's okay. universally relatable. In the new movie, mm-hmm. he says something like, um, you know, don't, he's, uh, I don't know much, but don't, don't waste your time, th- I don't remember what the quote is. I'm making something up, but it's something along the lines of like, don't waste your time thinking about a future that might be and ignore what is yeah. right now. Yeah. It was something like a little bit more simple and a yeah. little bit more vague. And I think the way they worded it, uh, I'll look it up. I, I try to look it up, but it was difficult. Yeah. Um, because it's so, and it's I'm so sure new. It's so new. Yeah. Um, it is. It was a sweet, I remember that. it was a very sweet line. Yes, I really liked it. The way it was worded, I thought it was like, yeah. I was like that, is a, that is excellent advice. Like that is kind of like, it's like I, I it's prefer applicable to, in I a prefer, lot of different you know, places. As opposed to thinking about, you know, things that might be, I prefer to consider what is. Yeah, something. Something like that. Really, really sweet, really simple. Yeah. And I think that, that line update, I was like, Yes. Yeah. That's it. And I, and I didn't really, you know, know it was an update until I rewatched the, the old one. And I was like, ah, it's slightly different. And mm. it's, it's yeah. good. The update is good. Um, I guess my, my favorite update would be, um, the I scuttles song, I suppose. The little like scuttlebutt. That scuttle has a song at all. Scuttle, scuttle has, a song. has a song in the musical. Not mm. good. Okay. Not a good song Boo. in the musical. Okay. Um, yeah. I like that. I like the little the little rap that Lin Manuel wrote. It's cute for it. For it. It's cute. It's cute. Very Lin Manuel. And having Aqua Aquafina do it is just is fun. I like it Aquafina. Was nice. Yeah, I liked it. I Aquafina's really did. second Disney movie. That was kind of like <laughs> that featured David Diggs more because David Diggs is that kind of rap. Yeah, he's that really well, and they in that style and yeah. Not that he's not a good singer, but like hey, he's that's what he he won the Tony for rapping a lot. For rapping, like, yeah, really. Yeah. So I think that was that was nice. Yeah. Um, I agree. Cool. cool. Uh, I do want to uh, 
give a a honorary shout out to the cartoon because there's something that I noticed. Oh yes, you you give whatever that you're... I noticed that I recall now even thinking about just it was so visceral um the sound design of the cartoon is so good. Wow. Hearing Sebastian's little legs clicking on stuff and his his baton the tapping foley. The all the yes all of the foley is so good and like how there's like bubbles and stuff and stuff is crashing on the ground and oh my god it's so satisfying Aww. hearing him like click around all of the little things i just i i it, i was watching it and i started hearing it and it would just flash back to my childhood and just finding that so satisfying mm, okay the, the paper unrolling and uh, the little like his teeth like getting his his mouth closed and Oh man, it's just it, they did a really great job. Interesting. Now I'm like, now I want to go back and watch the new one and yeah. and see if that is. I did. I didn't note it in the new one sure. at all. I mean, but, I didn't note it, note it in either. Yeah. Of them, so I, just, I don't even know. It something clicked. I remember finding it very satisfying when I was a kid, and I only remember that now after seeing it again and being like, oh yeah, that's a really good sound effect. Interesting. I wonder if part of that's fun. nostalgia too. I'm sure. Like I'm that's, sure. That's what you listen to over just, and over again. Yeah. And it's I just remember that. Click, 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 click. Yeah. Oh man, it's so good. <laughs> it's nice. really good. Yeah. All right. Thank you all so much uh, for joining us for then a moment. Mm -hmm. uh, I had a great time. I thought that was a good conversation. I hope you thought so too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, thanks for joining us for then a moment. I'm Pavi Prochko. And remember, uh, you don't have to explain everything in a story. Mm -hmm. It's okay to leave some of the backstory for our imagination. Yes. And I am Colin Funk. And remember... To never underestimate the power of body language. Oh. Even if people try to tell you that you need to cut that out of your Disney movies. Mm -hmm. All right. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Then a Moment, a Pavitas production project, hosted by Colin Funk and Pavi Prochko. This podcast is produced by Chicago Podcast Studio. Our opening cartoon was created by Gloriu, and our theme song was composed by me, Pavi Prochko. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite listening platform. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok at Then a Moment Pod, all one word, for updates on new episodes and behind-the-scenes content. If you have any feedback, comments, concerns, or kudos, you can email us at thenamomentpod at gmail.com. Please rate and review us wherever you can. It would help us out a bunch. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.